Hello and welcome to the Spotlight. I'm your host Kente. Uh, we have as with us as always. Uh, we have Silent Knight PK. What's up, man? I'm alright. How you doing? Oh man, you you sound a little down, man. No, I'm okay. Okay. Nobody's going out to see Chapter Five yet. I'm kidding. Oh. People are coming, and there's been great response so far. But there's always room for more, so check it out. I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> what shit Why? are we not watching this week? Oh, oh, PK, I, I, you, you asked about this last week. I know you haven't heard it yet, but here, this is that intro, the little little uh, break thing we do. So here we go. Oh, that's right. You're listening to TMOA. The movie is on air. Man, that's hot. That well, I'm going to have to change my pants. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, that was sexy, son. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you should go into the phone sex for women uh, career. Well, we're going to have to talk about that after the show because there's a funny story behind that. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, after the show. So that means uh, the fans won't be able to hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not the fans' business. <laughs> they got to buy the book on that one. Oh, okay. Oh, and I forgot to introduce DL. What's up, uh, crazy man? Uh, yeah, you forgot to introduce me. <laughs> <sighs> one of these days I'll have you trained, Kente. Uh, that will never happen, because you're my bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and it's 2011. That, that, that shit is over with. Um, and thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Steve, for catching on to that. Okay, yeah, I know. Talking to you before the show, there was two tidbits that uh, you wanted to talk to the audience about. Uh, I guess we'll start with the Arnold Schwarzenegger news. Oh, is this news? Hold on. And now with the news, it's PK. Yeah, that, that that totally just turned me off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, now that he's no longer the governor of California, he is going to torture people even more by trying to be in movies uh, again. Um, he it looks like he's eyeing two uh, film projects. Um, one is called The Last Stand. Um, know nothing about it or what its story is, um, and now I don't really even want to know because he's eyeing them. So uh, I wish Arnold Schwarzenegger good luck. Oh, and the other one's called The Tomb. Um, again, these sound incredibly intriguing films. But um, That one sounds like an autobiography. Yeah, so, you know, 
I, I, I wish Mr. Schwarzenegger uh, some good luck with his future career. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's only one project that uh, I, I would, you know, like to uh, see him do, and that would be for him to say, I will never be an actor again. So I'd rather him be an actor than a governor. So, <laughs> well, luckily for us, we don't have to worry about him being governor again. So, because, you know, oh. but, but uh, in other in other news, we got uh, uh, we have Cars two coming out. Uh, John Lasseter has a uh, uh, an interview talking about Cars two. Not sure if anybody's interested in that. Uh, Zack Snyder will not return for the Xerxes film. They're trying to get uh, a different director who, um, what is his name? Hold on, let me let me just tell you here in just a second. His name is uh, Tarsim, um, I can't pronounce his last name, but he, he directed The Cell and The Fall. Um, and so they're looking at him to do the uh, film, or the sequel to 300, called Xerxes. Um, so that will be interesting. And apparently the storyline is going to follow, take place in between where the the battle in 300 takes place and the very end of the film where they all run out to, you know, defeat Xerxes' army, you know, after the main guy dies. So, um, other news, we have... Uh, uh, new cast looks like Amy Adams will play the, the the role of Lois Lane in the new Superman movie that uh, Zack Snyder is uh, directing. Uh, so that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, I don't I don't really have a judgment on it because, well, you know Amy Adams is hot, so I'll be uh, enthralled in that. But uh, as far as whether or not she could pull off the Lois Lane character, I'm not sure. So we'll see. Can she play a brunette? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, she's played a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, she's certainly got talent. I mean, looking it's, at her it's like, Lois Lane. All she has to do is play a brunette. <laughs> that's that's specifically is the job title. Are you a brunette? Yeah. Okay. You're Lois Lane. <laughs> I, I mean, as you read through the uh, the comic book history, there's not a lot there. She's a go-getter reporter. Uh, she's intelligent, and literally beyond that, has exudes no personality. Well, maybe that's why they failed so far with Lois Lane. Maybe she needs more personality. Uh, that's yeah, I agree because there's nothing there to base it on. If they want to succeed with a Lois Lane character, somebody's got to create her first. And give her a personality. You know, I have to say, though, you know, the the gal that they chose to play uh, Lois in the Smallville series, I think, really gave her some, gave her some personality and actual meaning to the story. Not in the sense of like, you know, the relationship between Superman and, and herself, but just uh, they really gave her a backstory, and, and it made it really interesting. You're talking about so, Smallville. Yeah, Smallville. Wrong the, character the, should have been Lena Lang. Because uh, Lena Lang was uh, lived was a Smallville resident. Again, the same personality type, except she was a redhead. Well, Lana Lang, Lana Lang was in Smallville, Monk. She she was in Smallville for up until like the seventh season, and then they introduced Lois Lane as a. They, they shouldn't department. even brought Lois Lane. Oh, I agree. There's a lot of Metropolis. choices that they they brought into the, uh, the the Smallville series that I. It, which eventually made me stop watching after season six. So I was just like, you know, 
I'm done with this. But, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. They shouldn't have brought him in there. And even now, they're, like, on the last season. It's, like, season 10 or 12 or something like that. 15. And, and, <laughs> and, they, uh, and he's still not flying yet, and yet he's living in Metropolis. He's over 18. You know, they really went out of the canon of the Superman mythology to keep the series going. And, you know, I think it would have been more interesting if they either stopped the series or then stopped you know, started a new series about his life, you know, being, you know, the young Superman. Yeah, but, the, so. the, but the only other interesting character in that, uh, besides Perry White, who, again, was is one-dimensional, just like Lois Lane, was uh, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Now, you, you could play Jimmy Olsen several different ways, but he always worked. Superman's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> So, other than that, and for those who don't know uh, who actually is playing Superman, his name is Henry Cavill, or Cavill, or I don't know how you pronounce his name, his last name, but yeah, he's he's been in a couple things. I think he's a, uh, a, a British actor, uh, but he's from Canada, and he's playing an American. What do you know? What do you... <laughs> he, was, he was on the show. The Tudors. He was really good on that, too. That was a great Truth, show. justice, and the American way, but let's face it, Superman was Kyle. He's he's an alien. Well, yeah, true, but you know, not he, American. He's an alien. He landed in America, so he's an American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's All not right. let's not start doing birth certificate stuff. Not today. Some other you got some other news as well. Yeah, about, yeah, I'm 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 right I'm right there. Um, one last thing for those who. Uh, for those who should, people should go on YouTube and check out the uh, uh, Comic Con footage for the new Green, Green Lantern. It's about four minutes long. Uh, it's pretty cool. It I saw does, it. Does more justice than the actual trailer did, I thought. So, um, yeah, people should ch- definitely check that out. Um, okay, so the other thing, uh, big news as far as Machinima.com to bring up our favorite uh, Machinima distributing. Uh, company. Um, Machinima.com will now be the distributor of the Mortal Kombat live action series that uh, if, if anybody remembers, I think it was like, I don't know, like six or seven months ago, a director released a uh, video on YouTube called Mortal Kombat Rebirth and it was like this uh, uh, very gritty uh, Batman uh, or Dark Knight Returns type, you know, uh, uh, feel to it where they've taken the Mortal Kombat characters and grounded them into the the reality of you know day to day lives and and really given them like an epic undertone to the whole thing and people responded to it very well and uh, he so he was trying to sell the concept to Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers was like well we don't want to fe- we don't want to do a feature film we want to try out a series so they funded his series and now they uh, Warner Brothers has made an exclusive deal with Machinima.com to be the distributor of the series. So every week or so, a new um, episode of the uh, series will premiere on Machinima.com. So, and what's significant about this, as I think, is that um, while we may not personally like Machinima.com, it will be interesting to see, this is like the first time really, that a major motion picture studio will be releasing their product via the internet um, like this. So it's going to be interesting to see 
the response to it, and it might open up doors to have similar projects like that in the future. Um, and uh, and it'd be interesting to see what 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 opens how, what doors open for the smaller communities like ourselves to be able to accomplish uh, that same sort of thing. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys feel about it? Man, you screw up one Dragon Ball Z, and then everybody has to do Dark Knight from now on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, it seems kind of weird. I know they did that thing Bite Me, and now they're doing a live-action version of Mortal Kombat. Uh, I don't know what to think of that. I mean, it's cool, I guess, for them, you know, because, you know, they're, you know... I think think, Mm -hmm. in comparison... Uh, Kenta is like the Biting series was produced by Machinima.com. It was funded mm-hmm. by them, whereas this is so totally so, so, something totally different. And they're you know so, you know it's a you know Warner Brothers is going to Machinima.com and saying, hey, look, we have the series. We'd like you to distribute it. Mm-hmm. So it'll right. be interesting. I don't know. That's that's the difference. I think so. It, it does look like it. It's it's a nice step in the direction for like you said the. You know, the indie directors, but it also gives you an idea of the of the mindset of the big time studios that are looking at the online potential of of distribution. Like TV is kind of dying out in ways, but well, um, I'd like to present like an idea to or a or a theory is that uh, that I have. And my fear is that if big studios start using the internet. You know, mm. To primarily distribute their content, what does that do to the independent community who uses the internet as their primary way of distributing their own content? You know, you well, know it's, well, it's well, like, it would also be like the same thing that's going on with like direct to DVD or a tape uh, situation where you'll have the the bigger productions, but then you'll have the indie that that like get lost in uh, lost in the mix. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that I, it's going to be a real shame if if people's you know hard work and uh, goes you know gets pushed away you know in the the limelight of you know a Warner Brothers you know distributed series. Yeah. Um, and, and you know it, it, it'd be interesting to see how Machinima.com itself you know with their own produced content uh, matches up with uh, the you know with this distributed uh, dis. Oh my God! Distribution deal. So, yeah. So, that's the news. That's you know, you, you know. If you want to find out more information, use Google fuckers. That's what it's there for. <laughs> Google fuckers. I never, heard, I never heard of that one. Google fuckers. Oh, uh, you probably don't want to type in Google fuckers because then you get you know some weird porn you know uh, stuff. So. Trust me, I, I have a website that I, I run called Google Fuckers. So we uh, I was right. See, it sounds like a resistance group. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, that's it. Well, uh, Monk, if you're there, um, we're yep. gonna we're gonna take a quick break. Um, we have our first guest is uh, Sean G. He has a new film out, and he's gonna um, tell us about it. And then after that, we're gonna have Brandon McAllister. He's gonna come on to talk about. Uh, the 10th anniversary of his radio play, Suzaki Sterling. So, uh, Monk, take it away. Yes, Naya! Go, Naya! 
<laughs> Who am I? It's just a girl, them sugar. Alright. Here I know. Oh, na 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 Pass me the keys to my truck Who oh, am I? The girls them lock And I and I We make love to precious stuff You ever buck a girl with deep like a bucket Drop in your nigga, your nigga can't stick it Drop in your axe like a cow, you wanna chop it Drop in your pick axe like a gun, you wanna dig it It's like a river side up and the bank in your take it It's like a bicycle, so you hold it and dash it So you watch it, so you crash it, she a tell you, say you crab it Girl, she a beg you wanna ball, take this stuff it Batman plug in and me a move like a electric It's like a basketball, she take time out, she vomit You listen to me silent, you listen to me lyrics and they have me a drop it I said, Sim Sima Who got the keys to my bima? Who am I? The girls them sugar How can I? Make love to a fella in a rush Pass me the keys to my trust Who am I? The girls them luck And I and I We make love to press up Anything she want, I will give it unto she I can't believe today my friend them tell me that she be I don't believe he's angry and I don't believe he's grief I don't believe he's Susan or the other girls I read Love for me, she has that is the only thing I need I don't intend right now just to lose my main squeeze Oh, one time I and you a killer Jolly roll you out, you want me body under pressure Man, see your body all a kill my skitter When your body right, just to know you got the power But, Sim Sima, who got the keys to my bima? Who am I? The girls them sugar How can I? Make love to a fella in a rush Pass me the keys to my truck Who am I? The girls them luck And I and I will make love to fresh up stuff I tell myself I don't want nobody else to ever love me You are my guiding star, my shining light I love you baby But that day you leave and you're gone I know that girls they show me crazy I know the girls love some, all of them are come Cause the one of them want this baby I told you once and I told you twice That I am the girls, them sugar Now the girls them attack me and the girls them rush me Because them are driving the beamer All the girls them flavor, I'm, I'm no slaver I am the helper, no helper And a girl loves watcher, I want to know her And listen when you need to you say Sim Sima, pass me the keys to my beamer Oh my, the girls them sugar How can I make love to a fella in a rush Pass me the keys to my truck Oh my, the girls them luck And I and I will make love to precious Sim Sima, who got the keys to my beamer Oh my, the girls them sugar Jeez Welcome back to the stage Oh, I'm sorry, wrong, wrong show uh, welcome back to the spotlight. I'm your co-host, Silent Night, of course, here with Kente and DL. How y'all gentlemen doing? Doing uh, good. Good. I'm the only gentleman, though. DL's not. Okay. No, that's true. Okay, that was a slap on the face to me, too, but we'll, we'll sell that later. <laughs> no. Um, we got Sean G coming up in a little bit, but first, a sh- chat room shout-out to Alonzo11208. Ben Tuttle 90, get well immediately, son. Uh, Darth Angelus, Dolly, Groucho Beer, Jake Chief, Kinte, Kiss of Judas, Madman X, Optimum Buster, will be on later. 
Pookie, Psy, RGR, River K, and Strange Films. Thanks for coming out, and keep on listening. All right. A nice, nice crowd there. Um, what we're going to do is, uh, before we introduce our guests, we're going to play a clip from CAD Valhalla. Mr. Ta, you are the head of operations, correct? Yet why do I see two unmanned stations? Oh, well, um, there's supposed to be someone at that station now. Sorry, Captain Nikolai. There's a discussion on the Mr. Very... S. Anything on scanners. All right. All right. What's up? This is Sean. Thanks, DL. <laughs> okay, here what? you go, guys. It's it's all because of DL. What? The clip goes on, and of course, lo and behold, I'm thinking about DL and the great people. <laughs> <laughs> the great people. <laughs> the yeah. great people. And and lo and behold, a great person comes right out of nowhere, rips my computer off the the, uh, the Ethernet set, and I'm out of Internet service for like five, five seconds. Thank you, DL. You're the biggest dick that I know. <laughs> I have to say that that is a great compliment. <laughs> so, meanwhile, back on the ranch. Hi, guys. How you doing, man? I'm glad to finally have you on the show. <laughs> You're back on the radio. That's great, huh? Uh, no. <laughs> You're back with DL, too. <laughs> so, I know you're happy about um, that. No, not really, unfortunately. But, yeah, I'm glad to be with you two gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that particular female in the corner, but... Ooh, <laughs> Ooh snap. <laughs> oh, wow, I'm feeling the love tonight. <laughs> that, <laughs> no, 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 but it's, it's nice to uh, uh, be on for a while, though. We just heard a clip from um, episode one of CAD, CAD Valhalla. Um, there's some question about how to pronounce it. So just to set the record straight, how do you pronounce the title? Okay. It is CAD Valhalla. Val- not Valhalla. Valhalla? Valhalla. Val- okay. Not Valhalla. Not Valhalla. Valhalla. All right. So... Now, people, you have no excuse to get it messed up. I'm going to guess that it was Monk that was saying it every which way in that. <laughs> so, uh, how how did this uh, project come to be? Uh, where did you get the idea from, and, and what is it about? Um, Funny story. I first wrote a uh, short story in um, sophomore, sophomore year. Um, and it was because I was kind of bored in English class, and I did everything. So I wrote a quick short story titled On the Inside, and that sort of started off the whole um, Shadows of Fire universe. And from there, I've just been building on um, making backstories for the characters, um, incorporating general language for, like, the technology and uh, the words and the... um, the overall universe of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while since you've released the Shadows of Fire. Um, kind of give the eye an overview of the whole uh, world. 
and how the how the stories connect. Well, the shadows of the original uh, pilot, pilot, pilot—I called it uh, the line between black and white—was mostly centered on one of the characters called Jachar, and it was concerning after one of the um, the Ursin Wars, which was uh, basically a wars between the humans and a few allies and a super were alien race. And after that, uh, the Earth was destroyed because, well, in dark sci-fi, the Earth isn't around anymore. But um, yeah, the Earth was destroyed, and then they started uh, trying to expand. Human, humanity tried to expand itself. But lo and behold, of course, um, old wounds opened, and old habits began sticking back together, and the Ursins came back. Leading up to Valhalla, it's about nearly a decade after the first Earthen Wars, and you'll start to see that things are starting to link back together. And though the um, Seekins, which are a lizard-type alien, uh, have been around, they're starting to make their presence uh, known more, and some older, darker... Uh, Villains will make their way into the story too. So, what was the what was the general inspiration for for the series? Well, for a while, I was watching uh, Babylon Five and um, Battlestar Galactica, and to be honest, I I nearly cried when Battlestar Galactica ended. Mm-hmm. And for a while, there was no real sci-fi that interests me um, for the longest and you know though I waited for Star Trek the movie to come out generally overall I I was not pleased at any of the sci-fi that came out so I started um, writing my own uh, inflecting a little bit of myself into it but you know writing my own to create this whole dark gritty universe where you know humanity is not the the powerhouse of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, um, now I noticed that the um, sci-fi that you do is—I mean, there's action in it, but it's a lot of well-written dialogue, and it's very heady, you know, very smart. Um, so I imagine, you know, with Battlestar Galactica and Babylon Five as your as your influences, um, what? Like, what is your definition of uh, really good uh, sci-fi? Like, what would you say are besides those? You know, or what? What are the elements that you like? Well, I personally like um, science fiction that border, borders along the uh, naturalistic element, meaning that I'm um, well, the uh, realist element, meaning that it's dark, it's gritty, it really goes down to the core of you know. Uh, basically the core of what humanity is in its rawest form of survival. And um, I, I think that sci-fi is a great uh, medium to sort of border along those forbidden topics that we couldn't do in contemporary issues and, um, and you know, give a little, put a little fantasy on top of it so people aren't too dismayed or pushed away from the topic altogether, but it's sort of like giving a small thought 
to, you know, that issue or that problem. Hmm. Um, now, the thing is, um, those are examples of uh, what you deem are good uh, sci-fi. What are some of the things that kind of annoy you about some sci-fi uh, series or movies? And please, don't say the gray people, all right? Jeez, I've heard enough. Well, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> when people decide to take their time and forever and wait till 2012 to release a movie, it really pisses me off. <laughs> Perfection <laughs> takes <Yeah>. time. <laughs> You know, perfect my ass deal, all right? The great people... No, I, I really do enjoy the great people. That's why I hamper on DL a lot. I really do, and I'm waiting for it. But um, some things that I hate about sci-fi is when you begin to... Oh, okay, Star Trek did this a lot. Technobabble. I mm-hmm. try to stay away from it as I can, but some just sort of along the storyline to explain exactly what does a reactor converter do. But when you're going all the way from point A to point B to point C, just so you can get the Z when you can bypass and go maybe to point G and then skip a few. Wow, you just it, lost me. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ex- that is exactly how I feel. I do not like techno babble. Um, I hate uh, when... Everyone is, like, sort of invincible. I mean, you have, like, ten different people, and they can never die. <laughs> what, 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 wait, whoa. They, they don't get hurt. They don't get injured. You know? What the hell? And one more thing I do not like is when... If... Okay, if you have a half-wrecked command deck or bridge or so forth and so on, and then the next freaking episode, it's all pristine and orderly, and everyone is back in good health. What the hell? What the hell? No. No. It's been only two days, and everyone is back on their feet singing freaking minstrel songs and having musicals? No, sir. That really grinds my gears. Grinds your gears. Well, everyone has their own their own rules to go by, so... <laughs> they, just go by, <laughs> they just go by one person's complaints then. I'll just be happy either. Well, whatever. So, <laughs> what, so the ingredients uh, that you put in, what is it that you try to do that's different from, you know, let's say the things that you like, like uh, Babylon and, um, and Battlestar Galactica, to dif- differentiate, I can never say that word right, uh, <laughs> um, yourself from those series. Well, I try to, I try to place that element of the unknown. I mean, as I told some of you before, I'm going to say most of the main cast is not safe. Now, they may survive to season seven. They may not. Um, I like to add in some twists that are not, you know, overly preposterous, but, you know, it makes you go back and say, hey, you know, that did, that that makes sense, because point A 
connects a point B, and point B connects a point C. Okay. Now, um, your cast. Uh, tell the audience about who's in your cast. Um, I, I'm really proud of my cast. Um, I have um, Orky, Alter Ego, Trip, who's um, a frequenter on the uh, the uh, movie storm forums. There's myself. Um, also have Lucy Georges, who plays Admiral Rosalind. I have Minoris, who plays uh, um, the communications officer, Ty. Uh, let's see. I wish I had... Um, okay. Yeah, I have uh, Gaydris. 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 Graduate. Killian plays Dr. Michael Stratos, the bumbling one that you uh, <laughs> guys saw. Uh, Boo plays uh, Major Kareem Wills, who you'll see in the next in, uh, installment. And Warlord plays Colonel Howard Follix, the one who said, uh, <laughs> what the Sam Hill? <laughs> and Brandon Montoya plays Chief Engineer Dex. Being yourself, you know, you're a voice actor. Uh, um, you give yourself an uh, kind of an odd character that you're playing. Uh, tell the audience what character you play. Uh, com- Lieutenant Commander Siegel Nick Foros. He is. How <laughs> <laughs> did you get the name? Is they have a name generator or something? Actually, no. Look at if you look at the word seagull very carefully, you'll see what it, if you you'll see what the the uh, the word the intended word is. It's actually very clever, I must say. And Nikiforos is Greek for um, I think believe it's behind the spirit. It's one of the other words, but it's actually a particular meaning and reason why. I chose uh, chose that particular name, um, but he is uh, he's an alien. Um, he is a Yekins, which is also another one of those words uh, that you gotta look very carefully. You know, you'll see the root word of it, and um, he's very he's very interesting because uh, he has a interesting he has an interesting past one. Um, if you ever check the encyclopedia that I wrote on him, you'll notice that, that he doesn't really have a bio, mm-hmm. but his personality is more of a, he does keep a cool head. Um, he's not like Mr. Spock, where, you know, he's awesome. He's flawed. He has many emotional problems. Um, he's challenged, and he's just, he he's just... He suppresses it a lot. He he has some issues that he has to work out. Well, was it hard for you to play that role? <laughs> Someone who has issues. <laughs> Actually, it, the truth. You know what, DL? <laughs> but actually, it kind of was because um, I didn't know how to properly portray the the character. Whether it should be, you know. Straight on, you know, Mr. Spockish, which I will admit, it, he 
it was teeny weeny influenced by that, but um, if I shouldn't do you know a Mr. Spockish or if I should just go straight monotone and speak like this, or you know I should, or perhaps I should have it to where he's trying hard to to suppress the um the emotion that he has, but you know now and then you'll see a glint of emotion come out. <laughs> so um. In the pilot, um, you know, it ends. Uh, well, we're not going to give away the ending, but it ends uh, on a cliffhanger. Um, how long will we have to wait to see what happens? I am. I uh, I'll be using the movie store mantra, and uh, that's um, <laughs> when it gets there. You know. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the movie store mantra. <laughs> but but it will be before the great people. So. <laughs> oh, oh really? <laughs> so. So, yeah. You, so, Dean, I'm you just going to out <laughs> left and right. <laughs> so, yeah, it will it will, it will be out. Um hopefully I can get it out maybe before the end of the month, hopefully. Um oh, I kind of been doing some off things planning for uh episode 3 which requires some uh new goodies, new toys to play with. So, um so yeah, I'm gonna try to get it out before the end of the month. Sweet. And um, what can we expect for the rest of the series, as far as uh, anything you can uh, tell us plot-wise or whatever? Well, like I said, um, characters are not safe, and just just you have to pay attention to details. Uh, I do tend to accidentally when I'm when I. Uh, don't notice my characters do kind of uh, prod at me and make me slip in a few things by accident. So just pay attention to details and you, you'll see. Alright. Well, man, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to episode two. Episode one was great. I know you've been working very hard on that for quite a long time, so it was cool to see it when it came out. So, um, you know, and it beat the gray people, so, you know, that's something to beat your chest about. <laughs> of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, Is there Mark, something you'd like to say, uh, DL? <laughs> oh, no, not, absolutely not. Okay, just making sure. I would hate for, uh, for someone in particular who shall not be named, but I'll tell you in the break, um, for someone to come over and play a particular gray person, shall I say gray female, <laughs> <laughs> not exactly sure what you're talking about but okay huh. alright you guys uh, the name of the episode is or the name of the series is C.A.D. Vahala episode 1 the pilot is out now and it, you know go check it it's at TMU I just put the link in the chat and when I upload this episode I'll have links to it and Check out uh, some of Sean's other work as well, the uh, Shadows of Fire. Um, and you know he's a fine filmmaker, a really good writer, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing more of his work. So, um, with that said, uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll have Brandon McAllister. So, uh, Monk, Monk, take us away.
Hello and welcome back to the spotlight. I'm your host Kente, and we're here with uh, um, Silent Night. <coughs> Excuse me, PK. Uh, DL had to run, so he will not. <laughs> DL will not be with us uh, for this portion of the show. Um, but we're joined by Brandon McAllister. What's up, Brandon? Not much. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, thank you for coming back on. Um, it's very uh, a special um, anniversary that you're celebrating, and tell the audience about it. Yes, eight years uh, post conception of the series, uh, April seventeenth, two thousand three. So the series uh, is Zaki Sterling, right? And, yes. Uh, 
I'm I'm excited. <laughs> for for those who, who for those who don't know what this series is, maybe they didn't hear the first episode. Tell everybody what Suzaki Sterling is and what it's about. Yeah, real quick, you got me on like a, I'm I'm in this weird out of body experience today, so I'm just like I'm I'm here, but I'm not here. But, so, <laughs> but um, basically the what that makes two of us. <laughs> so basically, what the series is is um a group of seven. Uh, characters, the, the, these these adults, they're they're not teens, they're not quite adults. They're kind of in the middle, young adults. Yeah. So yeah. Um, they get bestowed upon them a set of elemental sabers. Uh, these sabers are uh, e- each saber has a distinct earth element that that they they have the power of that they can wield. And um, their job is basically they're, they're chosen by the source myth that created them, a reanimated source myth from the year 1308 to protect these element sabers because they have pure hearts. And um, they protect them from uh, Nova, the emperor of the valley where they were created. Uh, he's also reanimated from 1308. And um, basically the, the knights are chosen to protect them and it's uh series is just about their adventures and whatnot. And it's it, it, if I told this to anybody else, it, it would sound like, I would sound like a psycho nut person, and they'd throw me in an institution. But <laughs> I mean, it, it does make sense if you watch the show. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. a pilot. And it's not well, it's a radio play, so you'd be listening. Right. Well, mm-hmm. uh, and you can count me into being William the Converted. Yeah. <laughs> these these specials gonna be the first one that's actually gonna have artwork in it. But we're doing like stills, like a digital comic. And if it works, we're gonna adapt it for future episodes. Mm-hmm. And the voice you heard was um, it's Matt or uh, Madman X who plays the lead at Suzaki Sterling. Hi, Matt. In the flesh. How you doing? <laughs> and we're also joined by uh, River K. Who hey, plays man. alternate reality Suzaki Sterling in the special? Yes, yes. So we'll we'll, we'll get to the, those gentlemen real soon, but uh, we'll we'll start with Brandon now. Um, so uh, it's the eighth anniversary. So this was conceived eight years ago. Um, you know, where'd you get the idea from? Um, I I'd always been a fan of sci-fi. Um, uh, I, I watched a lot of Star Trek growing up. Um. Back to the Future was always like something kind of, I, one of my favorite movies, uh, Ghostbusters and stuff. So I always liked I always liked the idea of like like science that was practical, but it also was fantasy things, time travel and everything. So um, I basically I, I I took a lot of those ideas and um, adapted them, so to speak, um, and put them in and in, in, in kind of melded them into this this story that developed. Um, but I mean I mean the series. When I created it, it was it was about a kid and his brother, and they fought. And like his brother was a gang leader, and and they, like a mafia leader, and they fought in this city. It was really bizarre, but so bad. <laughs> and, and, it, and it eventually it evolved over the years until until it evolved into the into the you know the five nights, the world of five nights at the time versus you know Nova, and then eventually evolved into the seven versus Nova and the Order, and now it's what it is now, but I mean, it's gone through probably five or six incarnations over the years. Alright, alright, back up, back up. Your first idea was Fight Club, <laughs> only worse. 
I didn't say it was original. I said it was bad. So. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had to make it original. It, it, I I think I think one of the original versions they um he he was like on a quest and he was a mute and he was on a quest to find all these like these items and to bring them together and he had to save a princess and I think so he's basically Link from Legend of Zelda. <laughs> That's just a French book. So. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Well, you know, there there's no completely new ideas, you know, so right. it's gonna it's gonna sound like something no matter what you do. So I I, I think that's nothing to uh to uh, be down on. But um okay, so what you know, it started eight years ago, uh the idea, but um the radio play started um last year, right? Yeah, well uh, yeah, two thousand ten. Uh I think the first episode was July. July. It's, been, it's, been, it's been so long ago. Yeah, July was that first episode. So, um, from when we last left with you, I think you were on episode three. So, uh, what episode are you on now? Five. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a little bit of a... We had a turmoilous four months. Um, we had to recast it first, uh, and I had it, my grandma passed away, and just... A lot of yeah, real life. I, I, I was diagnosed with diabetes for a while, but I'm not diabetic, so it's a weird thing. But. Oh, okay. So with all that, you were still able to do two episodes. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Well, with the recasting zone, I think we're going to get a, a better, steady stream of releases. <laughs> hopefully. So. All right. So, um, in episode three, where do we last leave off uh, with the characters, and where are they at now? Uh, episode three was basically it was called the, the mentor, the uh, introduction to like basically the backstory of Plasmus's character and how he became to, uh, came to be who he was, and then episode four uh, is the terrible twos, which is a, a fun a, a fun episode where um, Triana, who's this, she's the mystic of the of the order of the villains, and Triana is not a very good mystic, <laughs> so she casts a spell on the knights, and they uh, well Nami, Sasaki, and Darius. And her her spell doesn't work properly, but the the uh, Darius Sasaki and Nami are turn, slowly turned into children, and her idea is that if she could slowly turn them into infants, she could just walk in and take the sabers. And obviously, something goes wrong, and Nami doesn't de-age quite the same rate as the others. So Nami has to play like this motherly figure while she's running around trying to catch an infant Sasaki and Darius, while you know trying to find Triana. It's it's hectic, as you know. <laughs> and um, episode five was, I think, my favorite episode thus far, which was called um, uh, "Alone." And "Alone" is uh, Talia is the Zephyr Knight is trying out a harness that basically scans, uh, gives you all your vitals and, and all the power level readings and everything for your uh, your powers, and sends it to the computer. So she flies uh, over the over the Pacific Ocean, and she's you know trying to test her maximum speed and everything. And Ankrin, the the evil scientist, the you know psychopath of the order, um, abducts her, and it's it's a it's a fight one on one for her life, where she's basically running from him and he's trying to gun her down, and it's a really cool, I think, character development episode for Talia because you see her, she's this like. She's not quite a stereotypical Valley girl, but she's very close, and she's just like this. She just wants to do. The, she likes the finer things in life. She likes to shop. She likes to be just a girl, and she's put in this position where she has to fight for her life, and she's not obviously a fighter. 
So you get to see her evolve from the beginning of the episode to the end where she's now, you know, she's got kind of this mean side to her and this kind of this edge to her that she didn't have or she didn't know she had. That's a fair way to say it. And how long and how long are the episodes um tend to run? Uh roughly thirty minutes. I, I wrote them for T V, so Okay. And when it comes to the soundtrack, do you have an original score, or do you take from a source uh, material? It's half and half. Uh, he's like I've uh, been doing dealing with like uh, like uh, this like a uh, band group, and uh, uh, other times he just uses like uh, music from uh, like uh, free sites that are royalty free. Yeah, um, I, I got a, a composer named Kevin McLeod who does a lot of the work. I get off his site. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, he, he's a free, like, royalty free. Is, and, is it Kevin uh, McLeod or McLeod? Uh, McLeod. Uh, I'm not sure. I always thought it was McLeod. Yeah, I think most people say Whatever. <laughs> I, I don't think. <laughs> Tom Patek. It's the easy one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, him and then, um, I get a lot of, uh, I've got, I work closely with a man named Jake Barnes who's in the UK. And he's a, he's an amazingly talented guy. And he does he does all the bumpers when we come in and out of commercial break or whether where the commercials would be, uh, the title card, and then he uh, did did a um, the, the next time previews at the end of the episodes, and he also does the um, oh, he did a cover of the opening credits, which I'm using uh, for the special. So hmm. now we have a clip. Uh, can you set it up? Uh, this is from the beginning of Act One of the special. Um, basically, Alphaeus and Darius are having a brief discussion um, and they uh, the the alien entities or whatever um, Queen Shikal and Korath these aliens called the Goronad uh, arrive on Earth and they are planning to do some terrible stuff so they detect them and that's where we pick up the scene alright so Monk Monk? Monk? I guess we bored him. (laughs) So they can do a lot of damage there. Everyone to the comm room. We may have a Code X situation. Aliens! Great! We're on our way. Over and out. Well, consider our day eventful. Y'all couldn't hear that? (laughs) Okay, that... We got the picture. We got the picture. Our, our the picture. Yeah, just came in. And damn, doesn't sound good. <laughs> that was yeah. together. <laughs> no, that was pretty good. Uh, so, um, that uh, is from the special that you've um, mentioned. T- tell everybody about the special. Uh, yeah, basically the plot of the special is um, I-, I wanted to do a story set in continuity. That was a big thing for me. I wanted it to be in continuity so they could reference it in the episodes. And the, the only way I can do that is if I set it during season two. So it's technically a season two special, but it's set during season one. It's, it's <laughs> labeled as season But um, the the seven nights at this point, there's five in the beginning seven, so... But spoilers abound, who cares? Um, the seven nights uh, um, have to fend off these, these alien invaders who take... Uh, a, girl, a, a country girl and her dog as hosts, which uh, pro- provides a lot of comic relief as this dog, this, this talking six-foot dog is 
you know, running around panting and wolfing and slurs. Um, but he, um, the the knights are sent uh, by Queen Shakal or Samantha, as her human host's name is, are sent to an altered dimension. And in this altered dimension happens to be the original Sasaki Sterling from 2007. It's the original universe that I created. So they meet their counterparts, which are the original versions of the characters, um, and they have to find a way home. And the cool thing about this this re- this altered reality is that it's offset by eight years. <laughs> so everything has happened like eight years. I think it was eight years earlier or later. Oh, later. I'm trying to remember. Wait, really? I can't. Sure. But um, but yeah, and so it, it's a really, it's a really, it, it's more of an inside joke for just me and my friends. <laughs> so, but a lot, there's a lot of like references to the original series that you wouldn't get unless you read the script. So, and I don't want to put them out there because they're very bad. Um, we have oh, a we'll we, have a chance very soon. Yeah. We have a we have a question from the audience. They want to know where can they oh. uh, listen to Suzuki Sterling. That would oh. be uh, com. Alright, if you can uh, post it in the chat room Make sure that everyone gets the link So, uh, Madman X uh, You are the man uh, Suzaki Sterling um, how, Indeed <laughs> How uh, were you first approached about this role? Alright, well Let's see, it was about Let's see, about I'd say September, October of last year I was starting to get into the voice acting business, um, kind of a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit everywhere. I was trying to get my ducks in a row, and uh, I was currently casting for this uh, new project I was doing, uh, uh, a Mega Man Zero adaptation. Not exactly a fan dub, not exactly uh, radio play. I wanted, like, a, I had something good, but... Um, well, I just didn't know how to get there. And, uh, well, one of my auditions, uh, Optimum Buster, a.k.a. Brandon, uh, like, uh, after auditioning for me, uh, he offered me a chance to audition for one of his radio plays. Uh, it's thrilling. So, I, uh, bit the bullet and, uh, checked it out. I didn't know what I was getting into. And, uh, I managed to do uh, at least two out of three of his recommendations. And that's his history. Now, um, how do you like uh, the role? I've got to say, it's uh, pretty exciting to be like uh, the leading man for once, and uh, <laughs> I am <laughs> extremely lucky considering uh, I just started out with this business, uh, <laughs> managing my lisp and such. But well, I've come to overgrown that, and uh, helps. It helped me uh, understand, like, uh, the voice acting business in general. And, um, well, it's, well, it's a very exciting to be a part of the series where, like, uh, the producer always wants to chat with you, and uh, I even get a couple credits for, like, uh, writing and such. That's uh, quite a nifty little perk. And we're also joined by a new member of the cast, uh, River K. Uh, how you doing, man? Doing good, how about you? I'm doing wonderful. Um, now, tell the audience about your character and how it fits into the Suzaki Sterling universe. Uh, well, I'm learning more about it here 
than I knew about it before, actually. Uh, in the special I play, the alternate realm Sasaki, which apparently was the original Sasaki from 2007. Right, Brandon? Yes. Uh, okay, so um, just... I don't, that's really all I know about him. <laughs> Drop the ball here. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what uh, sold you on joining the cast? Oh, uh, well, actually, um, I had been casting, a couple months ago, I'd been casting my, uh, one of my most recent projects was an audio drama edition, like an audio drama adaptation of uh, Metal Gear Acid. And um, I had uh, put out casting notices at several different sites, and uh, Brandon auditioned from, I think it was the VAC. Uh, Voice of Acting Alliance, I think. It was the Alliance? Yeah. Okay. I don't really keep track. It's, you know. um, but he, he auditioned, and he played a few minor roles for me there, and I was also at that point setting up a new uh, studio for producing projects like that, Solid Studios. And uh, he joined up to be one of the uh, studio writers, just in case we ever need something for an original project. And I told him that you know while he was there, I would go ahead and set him up a section to help him with his project. Uh, Sasaki Sterling. I don't know that we've helped him out all that much yet, but um, he did approach me to play the role of Seiko. I think that was after. Yeah, it was after. Yeah. Uh, when I heard you were casting for the special, though, I put up a bunch of notices for that and auditioned myself. So <laughs> it helped try to speed things along. Now, uh, what is it like uh, working with uh, Brandon? Uh, he's he's extremely professional. His site, if you've seen it, is very well uh, managed and put together. He's um, He's got separate pages with all the information you could ever want about the show. You know, its background, the cast, the crew, how to get in contact with each of them. Um, he, he's just... Uh, he's very prompt. He works on schedule when uh, his cast doesn't try to be a pain in his ass. Um, he's just, he's great. He's a great director. Hmm. And what about you, Matt? You've been working with him uh, a little bit longer, so what has that experience well, been like? Yeah, I'd say about for about a year and a quarter now. Well, almost a year. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. I'm losing track here. What? <laughs> okay. <Captain> him. Well, <laughs> anyways, I've been having a lot of fun, and, uh, I've got to learn some great tips from Brandon, uh, going over scripts and uh, heck, even ad-libbing some of uh, my own little stuff. Uh, this was also part of, this is a special, may I remind you, uh, was also a part of my chipping in. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Appreciate that Diabola sex machina, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, uh, um, sound design, um, what is it that, you know, you're, you're doing a radio play. Um, um, PK, can I'm sure he can speak to this. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you get your sounds and where do you uh, go to, you know, fill out your scenes to make it? Because you're not dealing with visuals, so you got to make it, you know, very vivid for the audience so they can feel like they're there. Well, the the special is, like I said earlier, it's the first one that has actual, we're actually doing and and uh, well, just stills, 
And that was basically because somebody learned how to use Photoshop. <laughs> now I'd be able to animate, not animate, but you know, give some visuals to kind of drive the story along and reduce a lot of the narration, which was something that I've gotten feedback on that people think the narration's a little much. So, uh, so it's uh, in terms of a Japanese visual novel, if you ever heard of one. Yeah, like like a digital comic, you know. But um, as far as as far as the sound effects go, I mean, with with the pictures, I can I can do with the sound effects. I can I can you know leave the sound effects to tell more of the story. Um, and I go to uh, SoundDogs.com is a great site. Uh, a, like a lot of like you name it, they have it. And um, basically, whenever I see a you know sound effects pack on you know a torrent or something, I'll grab it. And I I, I but uh, those I, I always forget to credit because I, I don't. I, sometimes I'll be going through and I'll grab a, a one sound effect out of a gigabyte torrent and I won't remember where it's from. <laughs> so. But um. And I use a lot of Dragon Ball sound effects, and I don't know if anybody's ever picked that up, but you can hear... If you listen, you can hear some of them. Like, a lot of... Whenever somebody hits the ground or gets punched, that's a Dragon Ball sound effect. So, or straight <laughs> from uh, Budokai Taichi 2. <laughs> yeah. So, um... <laughs> so, making the, uh, the decision to go ahead and make it to radio play, um, now you're five episodes in. Um, are you happy with that decision? Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of bittersweet because I really wanted to do the the novel because it was, um, I I, I always I always like the concept of, of writing heavy you know stuff like that. But um, I I think with the because I mean any any time you like you do you have, you, you pick a, a medium there's 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 drawbacks and there's, there's you know pros and cons. And uh, but with this with this with this with the radio play, I, I I probably wouldn't. I would go if I had to go back and do it over. I would I would do it this this way because I've met so many cool people and um, I mean it, it's it's almost it comes to life more this way and I can really you know I don't have an editor sitting over my shoulder because I mean, if you do because if you do a, no, a novel you're gonna have an editor over your shoulder saying we gotta cut that and cut that. This way I can just say okay I, I got a script. Let's throw it out there, and you know we put it together, and it. So, um, actually, no, it's not bittersweet. It's perfect. <laughs> I don't know why I said bittersweet. I think I was trying to be poignant, and I, and I completely missed the ball. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I mean, just I've really, I've been blessed. I don't want to, you know, come off cheesy, but I mean, I I work with so many talented people on a daily basis, and um, I've met so many cool people, and the series is just it. I'm able to take my dream my thoughts and put it into something that's tangible which is I, I don't know how many people can say that and have it you know be you know get you know people looking at it which uh, I guess you all guys could no so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not here today I'm just rambling <laughs> I'll play my PB Herman doll I got today <laughs> so uh madman um what would you like? What do you like about most about your character, and what would you like to see? Uh, what would you like to see your character go in the future? Well, first of all, as you probably heard in the trailer, he's a jock, <laughs> and uh, this is my first time trying to portray a jock in my life. It's uh, it's quite an interesting experience because I'm, I'm pretty much playing against type, <laughs> but otherwise, well. Well, that just goes to show some well, acting talent. 
Uh, anyways, <laughs> I kind of like uh, having like uh, these like uh, new and pliable situations being applied to the Everman, and uh, <laughs> overall, uh, thanks to Brandon uh, on uh, releasing some of the secrets, I've gotten to appreciate like uh, what kind of twists and turns are ahead, and uh, I can't wait until the audience sees them and uh, really appreciates them. <laughs> uh, River, oh, go ahead. PK. Well, I was curious that whenever you decide to end the series, are there any other attempt, will there be any other attempts to make a radio play, or would you like to expand on on, on production, like even doing CGI work, live action, say? Um, well, I, I wanted to mention one thing before I, I forget it, is that the special is the first time a character dies on screen, but um, it's it, it's a really good death scene. <laughs> it's, it's not hacky at all. Um, but I wanted to mention that real quick. But um, as far as like the, I planned mine for seven seasons, and I know um, the guy before us, which I was trying to listen, but I had to go to the bathroom, <laughs> so I didn't I didn't catch everything he was saying. But he did say I heard seven seasons he did, was doing, and I'm doing seven seasons for the simple fact that Star Trek did seven seasons, Star Trek Generation, and it worked. So I said, you know, if I can do it in, in 100 episodes, I'll do it in 100 episodes, and I, I can. So there you go. Um, but as far as, um, I mean, I planned everything out, and I already actually know how the last scene of the last episode is going to play out. So it, and it it's really good if you follow the series. I mean, you'd have to follow the series all the way through to understand the last scene, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, after that, I, I had an idea for a spinoff, which will focus on some characters we'll meet later on in the series, uh, the operative core. Uh, we don't need them to like episode 10, 11. Um, and uh, I, I, may, I have one other idea for a spinoff later on for another character that doesn't even appear in the series, but it would kind of tie in as, you know, so it, it's a whole thing. I don't want to get into it because I don't really have the details. Um, but after that, I, I think what I'd like to do is um, I think I want to buy a camera and just shoot movies for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just want to like yeah. shoot videos of just people. You know, I'll just go on like the like the like the bus and just film people, nice. and just try not to get arrested. <laughs> like, keep the keep the camera from. Uh, don't put it under their skirts, and you'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> and don't wear a trench. That's already the. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to a schoolyard. <laughs> You're a cute little thing. <laughs> get on my knee. <laughs> don't don't look like the dude in the Billie Jean video. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And uh, hopefully this summer, uh, when I like, I get to visit Brandon. Uh, hopefully we can make a little like uh, fan video. Like uh, I've been playing out a little script for like uh, say uh, Mega Man uh, spinoff. Like oh. say an alternate continuity with a little bit of crossover mixed in. <laughs> yes, Matt's in. Uh, Matt's actually in Illinois, and I'm I'm in Wisconsin. So we're gonna we're gonna touch base in uh, the summer. And film some stuff for the site, like a skit or something. So, so uh, was there any problems between you when the Bears and the Packers went against each other? <laughs> He's not a football fan, but oh, okay. <laughs> I, I made. I, I think I might have thrown a few jabs in there, and even though he didn't get them. But... <laughs> oh, which right, your quarterback has a bum knee. Oh, you poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, but anybody who hurts their knee doesn't stand on the sidelines for. An hour. <laughs> right. <Come on>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben left as soon as we said that. Uh, 
Packers. He's from Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and you know, one good thing that you know came out of last time when you appeared on the show is uh, you you came on with your cast once again, and uh, uh, some of those cast members have been into TMU projects. Um, as uh, our first guest, Sean, he cast, I think, a couple of you guys. Um, he mentioned uh, Gadris um, yeah, cast in um, in uh, CAD Valhalla. So, and then I've ca- I cast uh, Matt as well as Gadris in uh, a movie that hopefully will be coming out uh, soon uh, uh, called uh, Strange House. So, um, it's pretty cool that uh, that you know some of your guys when they came onto the radio show, they were able to be in other filmmakers in the TMU community. So, you know, thank you and. Thank you, yeah. Kat. I, I, w- I was waiting for my call, and nobody called me. And then Jake, uh, and I am, I mean, go, hey, you want to be in a project? I'm like, sure. Here you go. <laughs> Didn't no formal audition, just threw me a script. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's how they, some of some people get down like that. Yeah. They like your voice. Yeah. They'll just run yeah. with it. It's a very interesting sort of deal, I guess. <laughs> Not really used to it, but eh, it's business. Yeah, well, you know, um, like, when I cast Matt, when I cast Matt for, um, uh, the role that he played, you know, I mean, I heard his work, so, you know, I was, I felt very confident with it, and he did a fabulous job, so, so, uh, you know, sometimes it happens that way, you know? Yeah, yeah just luck, lots and lots of luck. Yeah. So, um, and let's kind of run through, uh, the cast. Uh, before you know, before we get out of here, uh, who's playing who? What? Um. Uh, okay, so we we have new we have a lot of new cast for the special because I think this is, we have twenty eight twenty or some members uh, cast the whole overall. Um, Madman or Matt's playing Sasaki. Christina Tracer is playing Talia. Um, Voice of an Angel uh, Krista Rue is playing Nami. Uh, Gadrius or Ira Kinser is playing Darius. Um, Jim North is playing um, Alphaeus, and then uh, Ben McCauley and Kaylee Peak uh, had a bow to the series, and they have been replaced by River, who's playing Psycho, and Tisha Eaton, who's playing Terra. And then uh, the AR Knights are... Um, I'm, just, I'm trying to do this from, from memory, and I know I'm going to fail. Um, <laughs> R- River's playing AR Sasaki. Um, here... Oh my god, I can't... I, that's all I remember. Oh my god! Uh, I I can't remember the. Oh my god! The, 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 the cast is on the site. Just go to the site and find the cast. All right. I should have wrote this down. I told you I'm not having a good day. <laughs> you having a blonde moment, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we all have them. We all have them. Heck, I used to be People a blonde out here, like me. <laughs> all right. So now I still what I have. <laughs> All right, so we'll start with uh, River. Uh, what do you have? What can people expect to hear you in? In in the show? Well, uh, no, just what other projects you have going on. Oh, oh right now. Hold on a sec. On, I'm uh, producing, on top of the ones I'm producing, which is the Metal Gear Acid audio drama, and uh, I'm producing... Uh, uh, if you've ever played the Elder Scrolls games, you know, there's, like, books in the game and stuff, you know? 
and I wrote a script out of one of those, and I'm producing that right now. Uh, should have the lines for that in like three days. Uh, what else? Um, I'm in a machinima, a Halo Reach machinima called Angerona that I don't, I don't usually like to do machinima, but the script for this one looked really, really well done. So I've already recorded the lines and turned in that one. I'm just waiting for that to finish. And uh, uh, actually, my first movie storm project um, called Extraction by a guy named Ben Corum. Um, I only play like a minor role in the first episode, but this is the first I've ever heard of or worked with anyone in Movie Storm, so that's pretty cool. And uh, that's about it for now. Pretty cool, and that's what I work in is Movie Storm. So uh, yeah, cool. I have, oh, I have the Aircast list by the way. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll get uh, to you real quickly. Um, Matt, what do you have coming out? What can we expect you? Um. Well. <laughs> Uh, well, remember about that Mega Man Zero project? Well, episode two is going to be coming out eventually, uh, sometime this month. As, uh, I've gotten all the cast together, and, um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time in the making. And, uh, other than that, I do a couple of fan-dub clips with, uh, some of my friends around the Voice Actors Alliance of Xenogears, which is now released onto the PlayStation Network. So uh, if you ever get a chance to play it, I surely recommend you to do so. And if not, hopefully our fandom will change your mind. <laughs> I second that. Definitely get out and play that. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. And Brandon, what can we expect? Um, one from Sasaki Sterling in the future and any other projects you have going on. Um. Uh, let me think. Um, as far as Sasaki Sterling goes, uh, we're just going to try to release episodes on a better schedule. Um, or hopefully, tr- or hopefully try to finish season one and possibly finish season two by the end of the year. So that would be, that would be ideal. Uh, as far as other projects, I don't really have anything going on right now. Um, I, I have a script I've been sitting on for half a year of, for Quantum Leap that I'm working on, a uh, fan script that I think I'm going to try to finish soon. So um, that's that's on my that's on my table. Other than that, I think I'm just gonna try out for a few projects. Not gonna have a new mic and try to find something that I can be happy about. <laughs> Quantum Leap to Scott Bakula TV series. Yep. Oh, cool. Right. That was that's a great like a show. Quantum Leap a couple months ago. That was a great. That was a great show. Yeah. Really good show. All right. So these are all. Um, so you are available for voice acting as well as uh, River and Matt. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Unemployed right now. So yeah. Cool. So if you have to caution though, um, I'm taking a small hiatus to catch up with my some of my book work. So uh, uh, just give it about a week of waiting periods before you contact me. Okay. Otherwise, I'm pretty much free. I'm very needy. (laughs) So if if uh, (laughs) if anybody uh, wants to contact you guys. Um, where it was the but can they go to contact them through the uh, Suzuki Sterling website? Uh, yeah, or uh, on Skype. Okay. All right. So because I think you you have something there, right, where you can contact the cast. You know, I don't think I do. Yeah. I think I have some some of the sites, some of the people's sites listed, but I don't think I have actual contact info. I think that's something <laughs> I should get on. Oh man, yeah. I exaggerated there then. <laughs> you sound way more on the ball than I am. 
right. So, um, PK, what do you have? Well, first off, I am still doing a bit of voice acting aside from the upcoming Wes and Mayhem, who I forgot the name of that director. He escapes me right now. Oh, Kente. I'm sorry, you're right here. Yeah. Directed <laughs> by him. Um, uh, but those, of course, are upcoming. And I'm also a part of a machinima as well, which is actually one of the ones that might actually come out. It's called Olympia Chain. It's a, I don't know which Halo it is, but it's a Halo-based machinima. The, it's created by Sam Superfly. The link is in the in the chat room right now. And as far as director the, the directorial material goes, Flashpoint Chapter Five, my own little radio play, is also available on both YouTube and TMU. The link will be in the chat room shortly, as long as well as the. The series recap, which was voiced by one of our previous guests, Emerald Oceans. Uh, I'll put the link in there right now. And that should be about everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Surprisingly. There's so much there's usually a lot more, but those are the two major things right now. Uh, um, you'll have more news actually next week. Because there's a few things I can't announce yet. All right, so good stuff. Good stuff is coming along. Um, I want to uh, say one last thing, but first I'm gonna ask Monk. Uh, do you have anything? No, I really don't. Uh, all right. Um, next week is gonna be um, the Spotlight's one year anniversary. Um, so we're gonna have a special episode for that. Um, hopefully we'll play some clips, which will be cool. Um, but, uh, the, sh- the show started April 15th, so next week is the 14th, so we're gonna, um, have the anniversary sh- special episode, I guess. So, uh, I don't know who we're gonna have, huh? So you can celebrate our birthday and finish up your taxes at the same time. There you go. <laughs> hey, maybe that's what we'll do. We'll have, like, a powwow and all do our taxes. Yeah, right, right, right at the post office line. Right. Trip to the IRS See how many fights break out. Live from the post office. <laughs> so, uh, I'm real happy about that. I can't believe it's been a year, you know, since uh, mm-hmm. we started the show. Uh, you know, so, um, I think uh, Neon is going to be back for that episode, so. Uh, so, you know, being that he was, you know, there from the beginning, so, but, um, you know, so check it out, uh, next week. I'd like to thank, um, our first guest, Sean, um, of course, I'd like to thank Brandon River and Madman X, or Matt, uh, thank you, of course, PK and DL and Monk, you know, for producing the show, and I'd like to thank all of you guys for, uh, checking us out, uh, every week. So, we'll see you next week at the Spotlight. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Good night, everybody. All of the lights!